Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From, from Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 7.30 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Time to play the game. Right. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 7.30 a.m. app. Message the game, 7.30 a.m. on Facebook. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Beanie's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Here's your host and professional Hellraiser, Beanie Howell. Welcome in. You know the drill. It's a Friday, so it's a bean counter contest edition of the the program here. A chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of Downtown Lansing uh, just by accurately predicting the total combined points between MSU and who are they playing tomorrow? Nebraska. Okay, cool. Assuming there will be any points whatsoever. And the game isn't stopped after a 14th overtime out of mercy for the people, for some reason, who are still watching it. Anyway, total combined points without going over. Whoever's closest to accurate, Price is Right rules invoked, you will win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse in downtown Lansing. And we appreciate the Nuthouse for making this possible. All right, you know the drill, all the ways to weigh in. Phone line 517-300-4263. You can always email the show Beanie at WVFNAM.com. You can use Facebook. Just search Facebook for the game, 7.30 a.m. Send us a message or comment. Or use the free game, 7.30 a.m. app. Just click chat and the main menu sends over a free text to us. Okay? Therefore, you all show. And before we really get started here, I, I want to apologize 
out of the gate. Well, first of all, for my performance yesterday, especially toward the end of the show, I had to take an impromptu break as I was having <laughs> a sneeze attack. The only way I could describe it. And the situation has worsened since then. I don't know. I'm, I'm vaxxed to the wazoo, whether it's against COVID or the flu. So it's not that. I don't have a fever or anything. But for some reason, I've just been sneezing out of control for basically 24 hours now. So bear with me. I'm sorry. I'm not on my game to the point that I would like to be. But I'm also nowhere near poor enough to miss a show. Okay. So no, this is not my Michael Jordan flu game, not even close, but there may be some logistical issues along the way. I would just ask for your patience and I apologize ahead of time, okay? All right, table is set. You know the drill for the bean counter. Let's dive in. Well, look, it's a day that ends in Y. That means there's an update, at least a couple of new developments on the Michigan illegal scouting scandal front. I'm just going to start with this one because this is the most recent one that I was paying attention to. Um, TheWolverine.com, which is part of the On3 network. Let me read you a little bit from a story they just published here minutes ago. Headline says, Michigan and media gathering evidence on private investigators and their links to Ohio State. So before I dig in, I just I would like us all to appreciate how unique of a headline that is. How, how many publications do you know of that when they're covering the, the main subject that they cover, the institution, program, team, whatever you want to call it, that is at the center of their coverage and, frankly, business model, how often are they mentioned in a headline as, like, collaborating with the media? That is so freaking weird. And it's no surprise, I tell you all the time, Michigan's biggest fans have press passes and sit in the press box. But, I mean, man, we're, we're not even, like, trying to hide it anymore. Anyway, listen to the story. Several sources at Michigan and in the media tell TheWolverine.com they are gathering evidence on two private investigators they believe are behind the investigation into U of M's alleged illegal on-site scouting. The same sources also believe the two are responsible for the media leaks that have kept the story in the news for weeks. Both allegedly have ties to Ohio State head coach Ryan Day's family. Reporters are work- working to put the pieces together, but we know Michigan is currently in possession of documents that could link one of the alleged investigators to Day's younger brother, Timothy. The other, they suspect, is linked to Day's brother, Christopher, and was also a classmate of Tim Timothy Day's in New Hampshire. One currently runs a private investigation firm in Manchester, New Hampshire, Ryan Day's hometown. In addition, other sources at Michigan allege some of the evidence, specifically a spreadsheet provided to the Washington Post with analyst Connor Stallion's travel plans and budget for his operation in which he allegedly paid people to video opposing team signs, was obtained by gaining access to a computer illegally. Upon investigation, more sources indicated law enforcement has begun looking into the source of the information as a result. 
While many have noted the NCAA probably won't care where the evidence came from while conducting its own investigation, the Big Ten might. While a Big Ten spokesperson did not return a request for comment, Commissioner Tony Petiti will meet with Michigan administration, including President Santa Ono, this afternoon to discuss the case after his recent meetings with conference coaches and ADs. Reports have surfaced that the Big Ten ADs asked Petiti to act, though they collectively acknowledge they would respect any decision he made. All right, I don't need to get it. We talked about that yesterday. So the gist is here, and if you've been following this story online, Twitter, certainly in the message board spaces, you know the big talking point out of U of M has been that the, this third-party firm that was hired by another Big Ten school that uncovered some stuff that kicked off this, inform- this investigation both on the NCAA and FBI front. The Michigan people have alleged since the beginning it was Ryan Day and Ohio State. Okay. I would just like to point out that in the face of heretofore unheard of allegations of cheating, that the chief response of the Michigan propaganda arm is getting to the bottom of who the whistleblower was, not addressing the fact that, oh, I don't know, your program and all of its myriad wonderful accomplishments the past two and a half years could be completely gilded and the product of an unprecedented level of illicit and improper practices. Or are we missing the forest for the trees here? Anyway, um, that brings me to another point. Let's recap, shall we, and establish where we are now in the Michigan excuse cycle. First, it was everyone does it. Then it was, well, he's a lone wolf. He acted alone. He went rogue. Then it was, Ryan Day's just whining because he can't beat us. Then it was, well, other teams can just change their signs if it's such a big deal. Then it was, you just don't know football. Sign stealing doesn't provide an appreciable advantage. Then it was, that's not Connor Stallions on the CMU sideline at MSU season opener at Spartan Stadium. Then it was, Okay, so it is Connor Stallions on the CMU sideline at MSU season opener at Spartan Stadium. So what? Then it was, it doesn't matter if there's evidence. The Big Ten, NCAA, and CFP aren't going to cost themselves millions of dollars. Then it was, if the Big Ten, NCAA, or CFP try anything, we're going to sue. Then it was, if the Big Ten tries anything, we're leaving for the SEC. Then it was, where's the evidence of this supposed sophisticated, wide-in-scope illegal scouting scheme? Now, it's, who's the whistleblower who produced damning evidence of this sophisticated, wide-in-scope illegal scouting scheme? I know I shouldn't be surprised. But I am. A little hard to believe, but that's where we are. So let's, let's recap yesterday now, things that happened after we got off the air. The biggest thing was, as we knew and we talked about on this show, the Big Ten athletic directors had a meeting with uh, Tony Petiti, Big Ten commissioner yesterday, right? 
and that was going on while we were on the air. It wrapped once we got off the show. So let's recap that because Pete Thamel of ESPN.com, who has had the inside track on this story from the outset, this guy who really broke it, had an update on that. Headline at ESPN.com. ADs offer support, but tell Big Ten commissioner he must step up. Big Ten athletic directors met with Commissioner Tony Petiti on a video call Thursday without Michigan AD Ward Manuel present. And sources told ESPN the call about Michigan's alleged sign-stealing operation took on a distinctly different tenor than when they met a week ago. Sources said the athletic directors left the call with the notion that Petiti is taking the Big Ten's ability to punish Michigan over the allegations more seriously than before. While no potential punishments were discussed, Petiti acknowledged speaking with the NCAA about its investigation, although he refused to divulge any details of that conversation. One of the issues Petiti brought up with ADs, according to sources, was that he couldn't make a decision on Michigan this season based on a whim that he would need a set of facts to go off. The conversation with the NCAA hints at Petiti's willingness to find out the fact set the NCAA could be working toward. It's not known whether the NCAA would be willing to share information, but it's telling that the organization gave the Big Ten an initial heads up on what was alleged, an action taken in part to protect the integrity of games. Petiti said on the call he needs to still speak with the Big Ten presidents on the matter, have deeper discussions with officials at Michigan, and potentially speak again with the NCAA. That left no decision imminent, but the Big Ten officials stressed a different tone. While parts of the meeting unfolded similarly to the coaches airing their grievances in a call with Petiti on Wednesday, the commissioner did get across a message that he has heard the constituencies loud and clear. One source told ESPN, quote, the athletic directors had a clear message. We believe the conference needs to step up. At the heart of the call, much like the coaches' call the night before, was the lack of faith in the NCAA enforcement to quickly investigate and rule on Michigan's case. That has brought to the forefront what the Big Ten has the authority to do in the situation. The sportsmanship, excuse me, the conference could initiate its own investigation into potential violations of the Big Ten's sportsmanship policy. While Petiti has the authority to dictate discipline, if it's beyond a standard level, it must be looked at by an executive committee that could approve, deny, or change the discipline. Now, here's where the story gets really interesting for those of us in this part of the world. Buckle up. This is directly from Pete Thamel's report on ESPN.com following the AD's meeting with Petiti last night. The most powerful message, according to sources familiar with the call, came from Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Haller. He mentioned the alterations Michigan State needed to undergo in order to prepare for its October 21st game against Michigan after receiving a call Wednesday of that game week about Michigan having Michigan State signals. Haller worried about players potentially getting hurt because Michigan players, in theory, knew where they'd be going on plays. He also referenced last year when he said the Big Ten forced Michigan State to suspend numerous players after the tunnel incident in Ann Arbor before the league finished investigating the incident. He pointed out that it was hypocritical that this year, with Michigan under investigation, the league is now waiting for an investigation to unfold before acting. 
Haller is not typically one of the more vocal ADs on calls, so both his voice and the path passion with which he spoke resonated with the ADs and Big Ten officials on the call, according to sources. Obviously, you know, super interesting story regardless, but the, the fact that Haller was engaging like that and getting so involved, oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's surprising. He's, he's kind of an under-the-radar kind of guy. He's a low-profile kind of guy. That's very surprising to me. So, especially in context of how everything last year was handled, I think before we go any further, in the interest of fairness, and I hear all the time from people of all ilks that I'm unfair and too critical, I got to give it up to Alan Haller for doing his job, which he didn't do, by the way, when he caved to Big Ten pressure when he caved to the Big Ten cowering before NBC and moved a home game away from campus and on to Black Friday night against Penn State. Unlike that, he actually served the best interests of his school here and his football team. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm willing to dish it out when deserved, but I will also call out and give credit when deserved as well. So I do appreciate that. And I do think he has a valid point, regardless of how you feel about anything. The Big Ten did not wait for an investigation to act last year when it came to a tunnel fight. The tunnel fight did not impact integrity of games. It didn't in te- in impact the integrity of any game, let alone every game for the last two and a half years, allegedly. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. And for every Michigan fan out there crying for due process, a couple of notes. One, this is not a court of law. You don't have due process. You're not afforded that. That's not a constitutional guarantee when it comes to Big Ten or NCAA matters. Second of all, you want your day in court. Again, that's not something you get in this case, but I'll run with the the idea, the paradigm. Let me ask you, did Malcolm Jones from Michigan State deserve his day in court before he faced discipline? The Big Ten pressured Michigan State into suspending him before any investigation was anywhere near complete last year. He was suspended for three games. And then the Washtenaw County's prosecutor's office, also known as Jim Harbaugh, playing lawyer, exonerated him from everything in the incident. He missed three games. He'll never get them back. And for the rest of forever, if you Google the kid's name, it's going to come up attached to that. Did he get due process? No, he didn't. And neither should you or your POS football coach or any of the scumbags involved in this three-ring circus. 517-342-63. Marcy, is that you? Marcy, is that you? (laughs) Marcy, you're on the air. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold, Marcy. I don't know if you butt dialed me. I'm gonna give you a few seconds. Well, you just dropped. Okay, give us a call back, Marcy, because we could hear you. I just I don't know if you could hear me. Uh, 517-342-63. Can we drop the due process thing? It's not a thing. This is not a court of law. When I hear Michigan fans say repeatedly, "Where's the evidence?" even though it has been produced already. Uh, not necessary. You guys have been watching too much Dateline. 
that's not what's going on here. You don't have Miranda rights. You don't have a right to an attorney. And when it comes to the Big Ten, you have really, really very little in terms of leeway here. At least with the NCAA, you have to be notified of allegations formally, and then you have 90 days to respond. Michigan fans out there worried about any kind of discipline coming from without here and derailing your season, you don't need to be concerned about the NCAA. Do the math. Even in a case where the NCAA moved efficiently, which is nowhere near reality, that would be well after this football season, including the national championship game, has concluded. So don't worry about that. It's the Big Ten you need to be worried about because the Big Ten has some pretty expressly, uh, explicitly laid out powers and leeway to administer some punishment here. I don't know if they will, and if they do, I don't know what it'll be. I told you yesterday, I'm, yesterday I was pretty confident the Big Ten's not going to do anything. They're going to follow the CFP approach of deferring to the NCAA because inaction is, yes, it's the coward's way out, but it's also easier and cheaper. I figured that's what they'd do. But after this report and some other things I've heard coming out of that meeting yesterday, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm going to officially change my projection now. The Big Ten's going to do something. They're not going to completely punt to the NCAA. I just don't know what. And I think if anyone out there is telling you what specifically the Big Ten is going to do about this, that's pure speculation. I've heard some people say the Big Ten's going to suspend Harbaugh for the rest of of the Big Ten affected games. So that would be, I don't know. I just don't think things can happen before tomorrow's game. So I would assume that would mean their last three games plus the Big Ten title game. Same goes for the, the, the coordinators. I also heard that they're going to make Michigan ineligible for the Big Ten title game. I don't know if any of that is true. I, I don't think anyone knows. I think it's all speculation. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think that's exceedingly unlikely. No, not for the reasons Michigan fans say. Michigan fans say, sure, yeah, the Big Ten's going to shoot themselves in the foot and keep us out of the Big Ten title game. They need us in the Big Ten title game. No, they don't. You weren't in a Big Ten title game until about the 12th one. And the thing did just fine. That's not why. I just don't think there's an appetite for a first year, really still first six months on the job Big Ten commissioner to to have to face this kind of thing, to take that kind of historic action. I just don't think he'll have the balls to do it. Not that he shouldn't. I just don't think he'll have the testicular fortitude to make it happen. That's my side of it. But I also wanted to get to this. Seen a lot of butthurt Michigan fans. Heard from them, seen them on Twitter, crying about the potential of being held out of the Big Ten title game. Do you realize that would be doing you a favor? If I'm a Michigan fan, I'm rooting for Tony Petiti to make your team ineligible for the Big Ten title game. That basically gives you a bye into the playoff. Now, who am I kidding? The Big Ten title game itself is a bye considering that the West seriously has never won the damn thing. 
The Big Ten title game really is Michigan-Ohio State. We know that. But if they ban you from the Big Ten title game, not only is it a toothless penalty because you would just steamroll whoever's in there anyway, it does you a favor. Because in the, let's just say, what's a safer route to the playoff? Having to play a 13th game, which you could at least in theory lose, or go the Ohio State route. They absorbed a loss, and it didn't matter. They still made it. They're doing you a favor if they suspend you from the Big Ten title game. I don't think that's a punishment. That gives you an extra week of rest. Yeah, you can get started cracking those signs an extra week or two early. I think that's a hell of a deal. If I'm a Michigan fan, I'm rooting for that. I don't. If it ended today, who would be in the Big Ten title game? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. That's why I don't know. It hasn't ever mattered. The East has never lost a Big Ten title game. They're 9-0 all time. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it went on this long. Uh, right now, if it ended today, like, let's see. There, Wow. There are four teams tied at three and two in the West. Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. According to ESPN, Minnesota currently owns the tiebreaker. You know, Minnesota, that team you beat 52-7 to on the road a few weeks ago, and you would get to play them. Not a ton of resistance to begin with. But at least, you know, you don't have to play the game. I think that's a meaningful amount of time off. I honestly do. Not that you were in any any danger of not winning that game anyway. That's not really a penalty. And let's be real. Even if it happens, which I don't think is likely, but let's just play in the alternate reality where Tony Petiti uh, grows a pair and suspends Michigan from the Big Ten title game. That means you're 12-0. and 0. Do you really think you're getting left out of the playoff? I don't. Just because the Big Ten takes a stand doesn't mean the CFP will. In fact, they've already said that's not their business. They're not interested. Could that change? I suppose so, but I don't see any reason for it to. Doesn't seem like much of a punishment at all to me. Anyway. Some other criticism I'm uh, hearing from the Michigan side, and I want to, again, point out that I'm more than happy to levy the grief and raise hell when it's necessary. But I also, you know, I'm, despite what some of you think, I, I, I think I'm pretty, fuck, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty fair and equitable. Don't you think, Dr. J? Isn't that fair to say? I'm, I think I take a fair and... Sorry. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, people around here have been upset for the better part of the last six or seven weeks with some of the things I've said about Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Which mic are you on? I'm on my normal one. Okay. The point I'm getting at here is I'm hearing a lot of Michigan fans saying about the Big Ten conference call with the coaches where all the coaches, you know, were laid it on thick, demanding action on, on Michigan. The complaint is, why are they willing to say that on a conference call with the commissioner, but not in public? And you know what? I think that's a good point. 
I don't know why, why they wouldn't. The only one who has, kind of, is Matt Rule. Now, he's been pretty guarded, but he's talked about it at least. I think that's a good, good question to ask. Why wouldn't they? It's not like they're in the wrong. Right. Why wouldn't they? Here's Purdue head coach Ryan Walters. You know, they're about to play Michigan tomorrow. This is him on his weekly coaches show. This was last night. Take a listen. He's talking about the changes Purdue has had to make because of the sign-stealing thing. Uh, It's been in the news here the last few weeks. Uh, Certainly there's an investigation going on with uh, Michigan and the fact that apparently they've had people coming out and buying tickets to games where you're not supposed to do that. Uh, As a result of that, are you doing anything different on Saturday night to prepare for what could be happening on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, and, and what's crazy is it's there aren't allegations like it, it happened. You know yeah. what I mean? And and you know, there's video evidence. There's um, ticket purchases and sales that you can track back. And you know, we know for a fact that they were at a number of our games. Um, and so you know, we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of um, some signals and, and we will operate differently offensively like we might you might see us in a huddle yeah. um, for the for the first time this season um, so it is it is what it is but uh, we're excited to go play and I think it'll make for a great story okay so that's Purdue head coach Ryan Walter saying we had to teach our guys a new language basically he's he's saying they had to come up with a complete new set of signs which by the way is that is a big undertaking That's like usually something that can't be done in season. So, but my question is, why aren't these Big Ten coaches, more of them, saying this? They're saying it behind closed doors and on conference calls with the commissioner. Why not come out and say it? So far, we only have him and Rule. That's two out of 13. I don't see why they're afraid to do that. They're in the right. 517-342-63. Steve, is this you? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, bud? I'm good, Steve. Tell me where you're calling from and then go into whatever you want to talk about. Well, uh, Diamonddale. And, uh, well, the bottom line is um, Michigan's going to seem, I'm sorry, going to receive the same penalty Kansas basketball received. They're going to receive the same penalty North Carolina basketball received. Um, the bottom line is they're not going to kill the cash cow at the University of Michigan. University of Michigan, if not the number one, number two merchandising university in the world, and I believe they're, if not one or two, the number one sports wagering university in the world. Yeah, I I think that's right. That one for sure, they are, if they're not number one, they're way up there. So I'm just saying, um, if anything, uh, you know, Eastern Toledo will receive a fine for Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know, usually I would agree, but the thing is what's different is, and and the ones you cited like Kansas and North Carolina basketball, those punishments, which, you know, let's be real, weren't punishments at all. I think that's the point. That's the point you're making. Much more heinous crimes than what Michigan did. Um, Well, different though. That's the thing. They didn't happen in real time. That's the difference. Like those, those were recruiting problems that weren't happening like in season and in fact affecting the outcomes of specific games, right? Like integrity of the game. I'm sorry. Academic and prop and, and, you know, and improper academic things. When's the last time you've heard of a young man being academically ineligible? (laughs) Does it even happen anymore? When, when, 
I mean, realistically, when have you heard of any student being academically ineligible? I honestly think it was Charles Rogers in his freshman year. Okay, well, I'm just saying, you, 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 you know, you go back to Ramil Robinson, you know, uh, where he didn't get to go his first year because he didn't meet a, a reading test at University of Michigan. And they changed the rules immediately after that, where no other kid was denied the opportunity to play. And with all the tutoring, and my son's a senior at Michigan State this year, and one of his best friends is a tutor for some of Michigan State's athletes. And these kids are sharp. They want to learn. They want an education. But once again, this whole deal with Michigan, um, they'll get a slap on the wrist. It will be no more than that, Beanie. It will be no more than that. Do you think, um, I agree with you when it comes to the long haul, but do you think anything happens in season by the Big Ten or otherwise? God, no. Michigan's the, the war horse for the Big Ten right now. Like you've explained how inept the Big Ten is in scoring this year yeah. and, and different things. We're, oh, we're, we're the, well, back in the day, we used to be called not the Big Ten, but the little two. Ohio <laughs> yeah. State, and Michigan, you yeah. know, and now we're bringing in all these new universities. We're bringing in all these powerhouse conferences, and Lord have mercy, we're going to get lost in the shuffle throughout all this. I mean, even though we've got billionaires backing our coaches, billionaires giving our players money, we can stand up in that arms race with those type of uh, teams and things, but we just don't have the. Uh, Right now, we don't have the structure um, to to create a good program, and it's gonna it's gonna be six to eight years before we'll be back on solid ground. In my opinion, I'm hoping it will be less than that, but it takes a long time to build a structured foundation, and we have such a damaged product right now. Holy heck, we can't even find a president that wants to come in and be our president for our university because we have so many black eyes. Thanks for the call, Steve, and I appreciate listening. But uh, now I want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, pretty bleak. I, not that I disagree with any of his characterizations of that. Right? That's why this coaching hire is so freaking critical. Oh, my God. You know what else is critical, Dr. J? What? That I take a break. Mm-hmm. For nasal passage purposes, <laughs> oh. but also I think I need some Zoloft after <laughs> Steve's call. It's offensive-minded. I'm Beanie. This is the game, 730 a.m. Get your Detroit Lions pregame fix all season with nachos and kneecaps. The Lansing area's very own local Detroit Lions tailgate show. Presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason. Join yours truly, Beanie, from Offensive Minded on the game 7.30 a.m. And Brock Palmbush every week about two hours before kickoff. We cover all the Lions angles, player availability, matchups, outrageous Dan Campbell in-game decisions and audio, local ski mask sales, and everything else. Nachos and kneecaps presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason is also brought to you by Miller Lite. On Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ and the game. 7:30 For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done You might be mad at what he just said, but it's okay. He's ready for your opinions, too. Beanie Howell with Offensive Mind on Lansing's only sports station. The game, 730 a.m.
The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He shoots, he scores on a backhand. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. He scores from the right side goal line. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You could say we know a thing or two about sports. Let's go! We've only been doing it for 30 years. We're the game, 7.30 a.m. Hey, another alternate fight song for U of M, Dr. J. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners what this one's called? Uh, Before He Cheats. Right now. Yeah, I'm not going to subject anyone to some Carrie Underwood. No offense. I think it's a great song. Well, I, I don't mind Carrie Underwood. I certainly don't like country music. I'm old South, so I like, you know, outlaw country, those kind of classic country acts like Johnny Cash and stuff like that. But uh, today's country music is just overproduced, top mm. 40, blended with a little bit of twang. Maybe that's why I like it. Probably. <laughs> that's why it's the top genre right now. Yeah. It has replaced top 40. Why are we talking industry stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh this is a, a conversation meant for the hallways. I apologize, people. <laughs> and also, again, I'm probably going to say this every segment today because generally, you know, the audience changes, especially during a afternoon drive day part. But um, I apologize for my performance yesterday and today. I don't know what is going on. I definitely don't have COVID or anything like that because I feel like I've had more shots than, I don't know, Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> to keep it sports related. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. Starting about this time yesterday, since this time yesterday, I have basically been sneezing uncontrollably. Oh, boy. So I don't know what it is. I can only do the show with my left nostril plugged with Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, there's like a big wad of tissue stuffed up his nose. It looks like Dr. J lost it and just, <laughs> just decked let him. go of a right hook yeah. on, on my face here. But anyway... Um, I'm a little off today, and I apologize for that. But bear with me. Like, I still, you know, I feel capable of doing a show. I don't, let's just put it this way. I've done shows in much worse shape. So bear with me here on this bean counter edition of the program. Again, total combined points between MSU and Nebraska, if there will be any points at all tomorrow. <laughs> uh, whoever's closest without going over wins a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of downtown Lansing. Okay, so let me catch up on some of the entries. Um, on the other side, I cut him off before he got through to us, but we did get it off air. That was Stephen Lansing who wanted... What was Diamonddale. It? Stephen Diamonddale, sorry, and he wanted... Uh, 32. He got it. Yep. And then Joaquin's beard is in at 35, right? Mm-hmm. And he messaged that in through the free game 7.30 a.m. app. So let me read uh, his message here. 
Uh, he says, maybe Connor Stallions can get a job with Liberty Mutual as a backup to the dude with the aviator shades. <laughs> 1970 yellow Dodge Duster and Limu Emu. Either that or a cameo appearance in a movie as a 70s barfly on the prowl. <laughs> the Liberty Biberty guy? Yeah. Liberty Biberty. <laughs> okay, you're in the drawing. Thanks, Mr. Joaquin's beard in East Lansing. Uh, next up, we had in the free game, 7.30 a.m. app. This is Jeff in St. John's, and he says, without Stallions on the sideline, who will replace him to watch opposing sideline signs and relay to the O.C. and D.C.? <laughs> well, they'll just have to next man up, as they say in sports. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's another recruiting analyst with a manifesto looking to make a name for himself <laughs> in Ann Arbor, right? Uh, I think I had another one here, too. Let's see. UPS- Did he have a pick? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. So Jeff in St. John's, if you wanted in the bean counter, uh, you, it didn't come through or try it again. And then also in the free game, 730 AM app, US, UPS Paul and Hazlitt wants 27. He's got it. Okay. <phone rings> Taken care of there. Out to the phone lines, 517-300-4263. Dan and Delta Township. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Brandon. How you doing today? I'm all right. What about you? Uh, pretty good. Um, I'll take uh, 55 if that's available. It is. Okay. Yeah, the uh, if I can kind of talk just a couple minutes about not MSU specifically, um, but the uh, a caller or two, he kind of jogged my uh, thoughts on some general college football stuff. Can I talk about? Yeah, that? go ahead. Well, because I just read an article on ESPN.com and they were talking about you know the uh, the Bedlam rivalry, you know the Oklahoma Oklahoma State, you know that's kind of coming to an end with the conference realignment. Then also, give or take, about ten years ago when. Uh, Texas A&M went to the uh, SEC that, you know, ended the Texas A&M, Texas, you know, football games. And obviously, you know, we all know that money talks, but I guess, you know, having like rivalry games, doesn't that generate interest in the game as well? I mean, shouldn't that matter a little bit? It should, but remember the entire industry sold its soul to TV. Yeah. And that's what drives the bus yeah. now. Unfortunately, I I don't look. I, I don't know enough about the situation. I know they say it's over, but I gotta believe we haven't seen Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play for the last time in the regular season. I, I gotta believe, like at some point, common sense will kick in, right? Yeah, I think so. But the uh, and I think it might be you know ten years from now. But there was a situation where it was after Texas and Texas A and M no longer played in the. Uh, you know, in the regular yeah. season, and there was some bowl game. I don't remember what bowl game it was where not by explicit design, but just by kind of how each team finished in their conference that Texas was going to play Texas A&M. That was like the, the rumor matchup in this bowl game. It wasn't like a playoff game or, game, you know, yes. group of six, you know, New Year's six or anything like that. But I don't know. I don't – it was not both conferences. It was either the Big 12 – or the SEC kind of basically, for lack of words, strong-armed the, uh, the the conference, the uh, the bowl pairings, or ESPN to say, hey, you're not going to select that matchup because we don't want those two teams, teams playing each other again. I vaguely <laughs> remember that, yeah. Um, and thanks for the call, Dan. You're in the drawing, too. I appreciate the call. I vaguely remember that. Also, keep in mind, Texas A&M left the Big 12 for the SEC specifically to get away from Texas because they were sick of all the kowtowing the Big 12 did to Texas. So maybe some Michigan State fans could identify with that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could. Um, 
Also, keep in mind, last year, Kansas and Missouri, was it last year or the year before? Kansas and Missouri were were going to play in a bowl game, but Mizzou refused to play them. There's some deep-seated basketball rivalry that fuels everything there. Uh, sometimes this stuff still does happen. Yeah. Uh, back to the phones for, is this Pat? Yeah. Go ahead, Pat. Um, yeah, don't have much to say. Just wanted to call in for... Uh, oh, okay, sure. The, uh, What's your pick? Uh, let's, do you have 44? Sure do. You got it. You don't want to weigh in on any of the hot topics? Well, I mean, so I called in not too long ago, but I just wanted to know your thoughts um, with everything that's happened about um, Urban Meyer. Do you, what's, what do you think that the chances are? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, you're, uh, you're ahead of me. I'm going to talk about it in the next okay. hour, okay? So I hate to radio tease right. you, but, you know, I'm a pro, so you're going to have to stay tuned. <laughs> sure. The, the one thing I have to say, and it's interestingly enough, um, everything we're hearing about Urban Meyer, none of it's coming from Urban Meyer. And so yeah. that, to me, um, makes me think that there's a, a high possibility that at least there's something in the works. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, I mean, if you remember when we were going after Fickle and we were going after a couple other people, they came out and said, no, I, I have no interest. Um, and then he went to Wisconsin. But... That was, it came out right from him. Um, and really, mm-hmm. Urban Meyer hasn't done that. Hasn't yeah, gone I, on the record anyway. Yep, that's a good observation. And I appreciate you listening and calling in, Pat. Stay tuned. The next hour, we're going to get into it. Because if, you, if you're not someone who follows this kind of stuff on Twitter and on the message boards, uh, you have a lot to catch up on. And I will catch you up on it. And we can kind of talk about it and and try to figure it all out. I don't know how much progress we'll make on that because I, people aren't going to want to hear this, but I think we're kind of just in a holding pattern. But we'll talk about it. There's a lot to go over. I'm sure Dr. J is anxious to know, Pat, because she's been shaking me down for Urban Meyer rumors every time I see her. Somebody has to. We'll get into it on the other side, so stay tuned for that. I got another call first. It's Aaron at Olivet. What's up, man? Hey. You got a pick for us? Yeah. Yes, I do. It's 42 available. It is. Yeah. You got it. What else? Uh, other than being sad about the Detroit teams, um, that's nothing new there. Wait, what are you What are you sad about? Well, the Red Wings can't score. That's... Well, they lost a Aaron. You're you're being a little unreasonable, man. They're like the third best team in the East. I know they lost last night, but third best team in the East. But but still, though, it winning <laughs> is by scoring goals. They've it scored a lot of goals until passing. last night, though, man. They're they're fun to watch, and that Debrinket has yeah. you know is one of the top scorers in the league. Man, you drive a hard bargain. I appreciate your commitment to excellence. I, I blamed three posts for last night. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have the Lions, too. Yeah, the Lions are doing good. I know that the Pistons yeah. you know, just started, but I honestly, don't you think the Pistons have looked better than any of us thought they would? Well, they do look better, but they're a young team that's still trying to learn. I think they're learning better than what people thought they would, but... They could be something if they learn enough. 
because they got to lower the turnover count. Oh, no you ever kidding. Michigan yes. State basketball, they're <laughs> doing it just like Michigan State basketball. Yeah. Turnovers a game. I know it's brutal. It's brutal. But those young guys have shown a lot of promise. And um, the new coach, yeah. I'm a believer in. He looks like he's a. I mean, um, Jalen Duran has looked really good so far. So I'm excited about the potential here. But I'm with you. It's going to take a while. Uh, anything else before we let yeah. go? Uh, way to go, Rangers. Good job on winning the World Series. And other than that, I'm hoping football goes well tomorrow. Um, I know there's some good games out there, like uh, Washington and USC. Mm-hmm. Oh, USC. Um, I'm also trying to root for the Ducks. All right, man. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You're in the drawing. Driving a hard bargain. I mean, I get it. This city, you know, the sports market is starved for a pro winner. Thank God for the Lions. But the Red Wings have turned it around. They are one of the better teams in the league so far, and they're definitely way more watchable. They're a fun team. Debrinkit was a good move. I appreciate, though, that uh, zest for excellence, Aaron. Never change. It's offensive-minded. I'm Beanie. This is the game, 730 a.m. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's Lansing, a town square media station. Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 7.30 a.m. U.S. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? Yeah, one second I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess, Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that nine out of ten wildfires fires are caused by humans that means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented that's what smokey said i had no idea that's why smokey's famous and you're not good point if you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire step in and make a difference because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans brought to you by smokey bear the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council learn more at smokybear.com only you can prevent wildfires. The game 7:30 a.m. studio is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident.
There's a long history of radio superstars that have come and gone in the Lansing area sports radio, daddy. Legendary names like Mike Peplowski, David the Mad Dog, DeMarco, Brock Palmbush, and Timmy Stout. But only one man has the intelligence, the intestinal fortitude, a girthy medulla oblongata, if you will. That man is Beanie Howell, daddy. Beanie Howell, you've been to the top of the mountain. You've wined and dined with kings and queens, and you've dined in the second best production studio in the building on protein shakes and poking beans. But let there be no mistake, only one man will rise and step to the microphone to become world champion of Lansing Area Sports Talk Radio. And that man is Benny Howell, daddy. Put your hands on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, and help me welcome him now to the airwaves. Hard times! Hard times! You don't know what hard times are, daddy! Oh, yeah. Hour number two on a Friday here. Okay. Bean Counter Contest edition of the show. You know what that means. A chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of downtown Lansing. All you got to do is get the total combined points between Michigan State and Nebraska as close to accurate as possible without going over. Here are all the ways to get in the contest. Phone line is 517-300-4263. Email address here on the program, beanie at wvfnam.com. Use the Facebook. Send us a message or comment there. Just search Facebook for the game, 7.30 a.m. Or you can uh, use the free game, 7.30 a.m. app. Click chat in the main menu. That sends over a free text message to us. Let's open the rest of the way here today, as is tradition, of course. Okay? Cool. I do have a few to catch up on. Let me do that. And... I don't Yes, I'm aware I promised you a sort of update on the Urban Meyer situation with Michigan State. We will get to that, I promise. But first, let me catch you up. Um, let me catch myself up, really, on these entries. Robert wanted 34, and yes, that's available. We'll give you that. I'm not going to do a sound effect for all these. There are too many to get get to here. But yes, Robert is in. At 34, he messaged in over Facebook. All right. To the email, Daily Double. Excuse me. The horse handicapper formerly known as Daily Double. Steve from email. He emails in, Beanie, even with snot dripping from your nose, your judgment is not clouded on the Michigan situation. It amazes me. I, I see what he did there. Dr. J, you see what he did there? It amazes him. <laughs> <laughs> the maze. Uh, how spot on your thoughts are. Oh, well, thank you. And he wants 40 points. Yeah, I think that's his. It is. Okay, good. Bass Boat Randy. Good Lord. My listeners are children. <laughs> is, I, it, is it me? Is it my fault? Can I guess what number he wants? Is it, is it my fault? Uh, probably, I, yeah. It wouldn't be my fault. I get it. I have a very sophomore sense of humor. But come on. Not every week. Does it have to be every week? <laughs> One time it's going to work out for him. <laughs> Not with Michigan. Well, maybe them surrendering that much. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But Basketball Randy says, once again, give me 69, baby. Nice. Well, if I had a nickel for every time <laughs> I've heard that. Nice. Okay. You can have it. Not for me. <laughs> you can have the point total. 
you sick-minded degenerates. <laughs> okay, um, to the free game, 7.30 a.m. app. Annie Morris in East Lansing wants 21. Uh, yep, she's good. Okay. Hefe and Rives Junction says 46. Yes. Jeff in St. John's, uh, 28. Yes. Bucky in Langsburg says, Beanie, I would like 41. Is that available? It is. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I've got a couple more here. Here we go. Bucky and Langsburg. Beanie, I would like 41 if it's available. We are, he messaged in the app as well. Okay. He says, hope your sneezing goes away soon, bro. Hopefully you're not allergic to Dr. J. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can confirm I'm not. <laughs> Uh, John Freeberg wants 30. Yes. Okay. I, I'm told there was a mayor of Holt sighting at the Town Square Media Lansing Studios today. John Freeberg came by. Uh-huh. We were, what a dignified presence that man has. I'm told. I wasn't here for it. Okay, you're in, John. And then, excuse me, Mr. Mayor, Eddie and Marshall is asking for 33. 33 is his. Very good. We're all caught up. So now we can take care of what everyone wants to hear, which is this phone call. Oh, <laughs> man, I am teasing the people. I'm sorry. 517-300-4263. Caller, who is this? This is Ray and Hope. Hey, How Ray. Doing, give me your pick before we do anything else. Say 53. Yeah, that's available. Go ahead. All right. Cool. I was... Uh Wishing the Pistons were doing better. They were 2-2 two and two and looked like they were playing well. And then the last two nights, two nights ago, they uh, blew an 18-point lead in the second half and lost. And then last night, again, they lost. So they're 2-4 and four now. So I'm not sure what kind of team they got out there. We'll see. Yeah, young team. But it looks like they're going in the right direction. And I believe in this coach, at least for now. So. Yeah, I do, too. I think the coach is a good coach, so hopefully he gets He better be for the record money he got. Thanks for the call, Ray. You're in the drawing. Yep, thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. One more in the free game, 730 AM app, Dr. J. Mm -hmm. Sparta Gator in Westphalia (laughs) wants 24. 24. They've got it. You got it. All right. Very good. Sparta Gator. How do you spell that? Like instigator? No, he spells it S-P-A-R-T-I, capital G-A-T-O-R. I I wonder if he has degrees or she has degrees from MSU and Florida. Oh, okay. By the way, I almost did that. I still might get another master's degree, a second master's degree. If I just want to have more degrees than I have, right? Well, I already have more prestigious degrees. I don't think that that's true. It is. Mm. It is objective. Not really. And plus, on top of that, I'm smarter. You think so? Yep. You sure about that? You sure about that? I don't think so. I know so. Mm, Okay. But listen, that's why people are tuning in. They want to hear me weigh in on the Urban Meyer stuff. So I've been derailed a little bit. Should What do you think? Should we go to break or should I just power through it right now? I think we should go to break so you can devote time to it. Well, I can can do that now if I just make the next break longer. I Honestly, I'm not trying to poo-poo you because I'm smarter. (laughs) Uh, I just think that's what we should do. Okay, go for it. Because people have already waited. Let's do that. Sure. Okay, all right. You know I want to hear about it. So where things are with Urban Meyer, this is, again, I want to preface this with every update I've given you along the way has been based on a couple of sources independent of one another who I trust implicitly with this kind of stuff and have been very good, very accurate with me over the years 
and uh, have not once, you know, manipulated me or anything like that, which can't be said of all sources. It happens. All right. So let's start with Wednesday, because if you listen to this show, you probably heard us mention it then. Or if you're on MSU Twitter or message board Wednesday night, it seemed like a lot of the people who've been really active on this and are, are connected thought this was practically sewn up, that it was as done as it can be, like completed as it can be, can be without an actual contract printed and signed and notarized, but that it was, that was just a formality. That's what a lot of people thought. I never got that intel. That doesn't mean it's not true. But then yesterday happened, and a lot of people out there who have been very connected to this, and that I believe are, said all of a sudden yesterday things got really cold. Jim Comperoni reported that there was some sort of, whatever you want to call it, snag, pause, initiated from Urban Meyer's side of things. That is consistent with what I've experienced. So what is it? Nobody knows. Nobody. Because, again, everyone who's saying, like, things got super cold yesterday and all of a sudden every source that they've been going to on this for the last three or four weeks suddenly was locked down, that's congruent with my experience. That's exactly what happened with my sources. All of a sudden, you know, the, the spigot had been pretty consistently dripping information for me. All of a sudden, that thing is completely shut off. Now, why? Jim Comperoni's reporting that the lockdown or pause or whatever you want to call it was initiated by Urban Meyer's side. I believe that. The problem is nobody knows why. For sure. Only people who know why are Urban Meyer and the people at Michigan State who are working on this. I know that for a fact. We, we could sit here and speculate. Sure. I've been told, uh, as much as I can say about this, that's like verified independently by multiple sources. I've been told it's not dead. It's certainly not done one way or the other. It's not dead. And also that there's been no back out or retracting, backtracking on commitment from the Michigan State slash donor side. And um, I see other people are kind of reporting that too, like on Comperoni's message board on Spartan Mag. One guy said the funding is still in place. That is consistent with what I've been told too. Yes. So I can't offer you anything more than that. That's what I'm comfortable portraying to you as news, if you want to call it that, or information. Um, all we can do is speculate as to why. And I'm comfortable doing that if we can set that baseline before I go into it. So can we do that, Dr. J? I, yeah, I think so. With the understanding that everything from this point onward we're about to talk about is going to be me spitballing but not like from a completely uninformed place, but just an idea of you know, past experience covering these kind of things, what would lead to something like this? And of all the things I'm about to say, could it be one of them? Yes. Could it be none of them? No. Could it be... Could it or, be none of them? Yes. Yes, that's what I meant. And could it, could it be a combination of... Yes. Could it be something I don't mention? Yes. It's complete speculation. We have no... 
but it's facts on but this. I'm also not just pulling stuff out of my rear end. These are like realistic things. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's set that expectation and I'm ready to move forward. Good? Good. All right. Why would a deal that was being reported by some who've been very connected on this uh, that was practically done, why would it all of a sudden go super cold? Why would the Urban Meyer side all of a sudden pause? Well, let's deal with like the literal logistics of it. The guy's week involves work from like Thursday through Saturday. That's his schedule. Well, that's consistent with what's happened in the past where we've gotten information in the beginning of the week and then it dried up towards the end of the week. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say next. This whole thing has played out in this same pattern. It has repeated itself. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are hot with developments. Thursday through Sunday go cold because, again, that makes sense. He's traveling out to different stops, depending on where Big Noon is. He records two other shows that are internet shows, not nearly as intensive as the Fox obligations. But the guy is is working Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you had said previously that you heard he wasn't in a rush. So that would make sense that he just wants to put a pause on it while he works and then come back to it, right? Well, slow down. Okay. I want to do one thing at a time. Okay. Because this is, again, this is all just what I would call educated guessing. Mm-hmm or responsibly speculating if there is such a thing. That might be an oxymoron. But let's just get that out there first. There is a good chance that all that's happening happening here is the regular pattern of how this thing has played out so far because of the man's work schedule. He, I'm told and I believe, he does not continue actively talking, negotiating about this while... He's doing his weekly TV obligations, which, again, usually begin on Thursday. Well, what happened yesterday, Thursday, was everything went really cold. Okay. It could be that. Next, let's go to what you just mentioned, Dr. J. Why don't you say that again for the people? Here's a different explanation. You had heard previously that he wasn't in a rush to get this done, and neither was Michigan State. Like, they they had time to figure it out. So if if either side were in a rush, it would be Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Because something I've heard consistently throughout this ever since Tucker was officially let go is they want the next coach in place by the end of the first week of December. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's still a month out, but the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer may not be on that time schedule. Now, I had heard last week that Michigan State was hoping to get resolution one way or the other on the Urban Meyer project by the end of last week didn't happen and then they were like okay well maybe let's set the goal for the end of this coming week that would be now also didn't happen i'm told so look i don't know i don't know i also based on what i've been told i don't think michigan state has set a hard deadline though i don't think i've heard some people speculate what happened was some people are speculating yesterday michigan state did put pen to paper and handed his representation a contract to sign and that he wasn't comfortable signing it yet. And Michigan State said, you either, you're either in or you're out and we need to know right now. That's not what happened based on what I'm told. Well, that wouldn't make sense for them to do that, right? They want to you know, keep him on the hook for as long as they can so that they have the chance to reel him in. Yes, but they're also working on a timeline more than he is. Mm. I think you would make concessions on your timeline for urban meyer well this is all speculation though like how long how long michigan state again wants the coach in place 
at latest by the end of the first week of December. That's what they want, but I think they want Urban Meyer more. Or at least if I were them, I would. If you go all in for Urban Meyer, part of the reason you're willing to do that, aside from, you know, greatness, is you think his greatness will translate to immediate improvement next year. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of that is contingent on what he could do in the portal and salvaging this recruiting cycle. Well, that's why they want someone in place that early Mm -hmm. because early signing day is quickly approaching. So I do think there's urgency on Michigan State's side. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would be okay with just waiting forever for him. I don't think so. I haven't been told that, but I don't think Michigan State is telling him, oh, we could wait till... Mid or late December. Take your time. Or No, I don't think that's the case. Again, part of getting him is instead of a reclamation project, you're expecting next year to get to like eight wins. Mm-hmm. That's part of why you're willing to spend all this and make all these accommodations because it would be more immediate. Well, that's contingent on doing a lot of work in the portal and in what's remaining of this draft class. Or, recruiting class. So I don't think State is willing to wait that long. Are you saying that if Urban Meyer asked for an extra week, they wouldn't give it to him? I think they would give him an extra week, mm-hmm. sure. I don't think, again though, I don't think a hard parameter has been put on him yet. Right. I don't think we're at that point. But I, uh, what I'm saying, again, is this coming across clear? Or am yeah. I, no, I'm just across, asking. Yeah. State is not going to wait until mid-December. It's coming across. On him or anyone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty clear. Okay. What else? I've seen a lot of people speculate this, that one working theory is that over the last few weeks, they've had these discussions and they've gone back and forth. And every time Urban Meyer came back with something, Michigan State met it, whether it was a higher figure for salary or NIL budget or assistant coaching pool, or I don't want to have to do this, like do the appearances and fundraising stuff, whatever it was, the back and forth over the last few weeks, Michigan State has met him at every step of the way. That's what I've been told, too. The theory about that, though, that we're about to speculate on goes something like this, that he's been doing this the last few weeks, thinking it's all pie in the sky, and Michigan State is just saying, yeah, sure, to everything. And then they actually presented him a formal contract to sign with all of that codified in you know, legally binding words. And he was like, holy bleep, it's real. Like the reality of it all set in on him at once. Like maybe he thought Michigan State, even though they had said along the way they were negotiating in good faith, he didn't believe they would really come through on all of that. And they did. And then like all of a sudden the reality just comes rushing over you at once. Like, holy bleep, this is real. I, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. So when they presented it, again, after however many weeks of doing this and meeting him at every single thing he's asked for, they thought it was signed, sealed, and delivered. So they hand him the paper and they're expecting him to be like, awesome, here you go, signs and it's over. But he's instead like, okay, I need some time to think. That's one theory. I think that's fair. That would make sense. And it that's reasonable to want a couple of extra days before you assign something like that and come back to coaching after being out. Every job I've ever taken, and none of them have been for this kind of money or this kind of responsibility that we're talking about here, I always, always take at least that night or day 
to think about it, even if I know I'm going to do it, even if I know I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I say, uh, can I get back to you tomorrow? Or if it's a weekend, can I get back to you on Monday? They'll always say yes. Mm-hmm. That could happen here. It, it could have been. It could be what's going on right now. Uh, something else I've seen speculated is cold feet. Could be like all of this was going along smoothly. Everything that was being reported, like it was all set in stone, essentially, except for pen to paper on Wednesday night. We were ready to go. And when it came time for pen to paper, he didn't feel comfortable putting pen to paper yet. Could be. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Sort of. Mm-hmm. But this is more like a, instead of a, whoa, it's real. It's like a, I just need a little more time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is people wonder, is he doing more background work on what other opportunities might be available? Mm-hmm. It could be. Could be. People are speculating, does he, is he getting more information on Texas A&M and USC coming available? And might he want those jobs more? The Texas A&M one, I, I don't understand because he doesn't have any connections down there, mm-hmm. or at least in his coaching career. You know, he hasn't been in Texas. I'm not saying it couldn't work, but also this is a lot of this hinges on, does he want to get back into this lifestyle again? hundred plus hour work weeks, being addicted to sleeping pills, you know, having terrible stress, not being able to sleep, all of these things. Does he want to do that again? Texas A&M would be a terrible place for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The pressure is intense. They're in the SEC. Oil barons run the program. If he's looking for something less stressed than what he was at, Texas A&M ain't it. Oh, and by the way, the job isn't open. Might it be in a few weeks? It could be, but it's going to cost those oil barons almost like $90 million to make Jimbo Fisher go away. Do they have the resources to do it? Yes. That doesn't mean they would be eager to, to spend almost, you know, $100 million to make one guy away go away just to spend that amount again to get a new guy. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. It could, but it might not. I just, I don't think that's real. I don't think... He, if he's going to go... Some, and by the way, I do think Urban Meyer wants to coach again. I think that's clear, despite what he's saying in public. I, I think he does. I don't think it's at Texas A&M because of the insane pressure. Well, if he didn't want to coach, he wouldn't be entertaining Michigan State. Well, he could be deciding mm, if he does true. or not. So the A&M thing, not as... That's not... Me personally, I'm not thinking about that one. It's USC because we know he wanted that last time it was open. The problem with that is not only did USC not want him, they didn't even grant him an interview. They didn't reach out to him. His, his representation contacted SC last time around, and they told him, we're not interested, not even in an interview. The reasoning, according to those in the know, is that the leadership at SC between the president, AD, and big-time benefactors, just there's something, I don't know what it is. There's something about Urban Meyer they don't like. Is it something in his past, something off the field? I don't know, but it's a deal-breaker for them. So even if SC is open again, which I'm not convinced it will be, first of all, they're not firing Lincoln Riley. 
if it's open, it's because Lincoln Riley goes to the NFL, and I'm not sure that's happening yet. But even if it does come open, the people in charge last time who were not even open to the idea of Urban Meyer, let alone interviewing him and considering him, are the same people still in charge. What's changed? It hasn't. I don't think that's an option, Mm -hmm. but maybe he does. I think he's smart enough to know that it would probably play out the same way. Well, I think if he's interested in seeing other opportunities, it would be USC, not Texas A&M. Yeah. Because USC... Even though he's never been out there either, um, you know, ton of resources. It's L.A. Who wouldn't want to live there? It's going to be in the Big Ten. That that's a big part of it, and he clearly wants it. We know that. You know, I'm a believer in when it comes to stuff like this. When it comes to speculating, what do I always say, Doctor J? Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Yes, that's what I'm going to roll with on the Urban Meyer situation. And to me, that goes something like this. The guy hasn't decided. He doesn't know. He's trying to figure out, do I want to do this again? And if I do, do I want to do it here? Those are two big questions to ask. I don't think he has them figured out yet. Michigan State side, I'm told, is settled. Everybody that needs to be is pulling in the same direction, And everything that needed to be lined up to make it happen, infrastructurally and otherwise, has been put in place and remains in place. They have satisfied every requirement Urban Meyer has explained to them. That's what I've been told. And I believe that. But I think we're just where we've been for the better part of the last week or so. Ball's in his court. He's got to decide. I was told about a week ago that Shelly Meyer was on board. There are people out there today and yesterday saying maybe that's not true. Maybe she's the holdup here. Maybe he hasn't convinced her and they haven't won her over to this idea yet. Could be. I don't know. I just think, look, the guy says in front of cameras and microphones that are hot that he doesn't want to come back to coaching. He's happy what he's doing. He doesn't want to go back to the stress of it all. I think there's truth to some of it that the hectic part of the lifestyle and what it did to his health and how it affected his family, I think that is a serious obstacle to overcome. I do. I also, I've been told by enough people, people who would know that he still has the fire and itch to coach again. I think both things are true. He's just trying to reconcile them. Well, and I think Michigan State, from what you've said, has done everything they can to make it more appealing and less hectic. Yeah, my read on that, based on what I've been told by, again, very credible and trustworthy sources, is if it doesn't happen, I'm still where I was a week ago with this. It's still the same thing. If Urban Meyer wants to be Michigan State's next head football coach, he will be. If Urban Meyer isn't Michigan State's next head football coach, it's not because of anything Michigan State did or didn't do. It's because he just didn't want to come back or he specifically didn't want to do it here. Which I could, in some ways I understand, in some ways I don't. What I mean is, the Michigan State job is going to require more legwork up front than Texas A&M or USC, right? Mm -hmm. It will. 
But also, there's less pressure than either of those places. Right. But also, it's harder to win in this here than maybe, well, it's harder to win here, I think, than it is at SC. But I don't think Texas A&M is just some lock cinch, ready to win, just add water situation. Dude, everything state has to deal with, look at what state deals with. Everyone will tell you the big problem with the job at state is, look who's in your backyard. Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State. Well, look who's in Texas A&M's backyard. Texas, Oklahoma. LSU. LSU's right over the water. Yeah. Alabama, Georgia. That's not an easy environment. So, anyway, my point is, I think he, I think he has to figure it out, and I don't think he has yet. That's why my best read on the situation is a holding pattern. There are people out there who have had a lot of information on this on the get-go that are saying all of a sudden everything's locked down. Yep, that's my experience too. Since, since yesterday, everything ha- has been locked down. I agree. There are other people I talk to who I aren't like necessarily sources for this, but are telling me the same thing. Like they're not hearing anything all of a sudden. I would also point out that's a pretty consistent thing that happens in any big time deal. That things get more and more buttoned up and, and ratcheted down as they get more serious. That doesn't mean that they're putting pen to paper. It could be. It ends up not working out because he backs out. So let me get in front. Everyone's going to ask me, so what do you think happens? Put a percentage on it. I can't do that. I never have been able to. Some people are comfortable doing that. I don't have a good enough. I haven't the whole time. Even Wednesday when people were telling me it's going to be announced in the next couple of days. I didn't believe that. I still don't believe that. I can't put a percentage on it. I think there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! I think there's a better chance than that. I think there's a real chance. Yes, I think this is real. I think there's a serious chance it could happen. But if you have, to, like, the, the most... The most projection I can make, and I'm comfortable making, is if you're telling me, like... Pick the next coach, Michigan State. Will it be Urban Meyer or the field? I would still put way more on the field. First of all, that's just a better mathematical, statistical opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Is it this guy or literally anyone else? Well, of course. It's almost always a better bet to go with everyone else. But I would still go that, that way. I would say, maybe this is a better way to put it. I think it's more unlikely than likely about that i guess that's fine so is that beanie saying he's 45 percent urban meyer will be state's coach and 55 percent he won't i don't know i just think it's i think it's more likely he's not Mm -hmm. than he is the next coach of state that's all i can give you is that helpful at all i think so okay let's hit a break we come back. I want to talk more about this, but not on the, the news or development side. There's another angle to it. Let's do that on the other side. So, Vincent Minded, I'm Beanie. This is The Game, 730 AM. 
It's the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on the Lansing Sports Network, the Big Talker 1240 WJIM, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a tradition in Lansing for over 20 years. With your hosts, the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell. Powered by White Law PLLC. Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and Chandler's Top Shelf. This is the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sure, you could listen to Static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the Static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. Why wait until after Thanksgiving to start prepping for holiday cheer? Shop for the season now and save with Family Dollar. Shop for great deals on seasonal decor, baking essentials, and more. Family Dollar, helping you do more. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. It's See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your worn-out wiper blades and get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate when you purchase a pair of select wiper blades. See store for details. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by your O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Feel your teeth. How grimy are they? It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is plaque bacteria that can cause cavities. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. Smile. Crest has you covered. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years and the only one still standing. We're Lansing's sports leader. The game, 730 AM. All right, we're back for a few more minutes before your weekend officially starts. Okay. 517-300-4263. Bob in East Lansing wants to weigh in on Urban Meyer. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Go ahead. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how in the world uh, is it supposed to be eight people, seven people, board of trustees are supposed to be smart people. How they have come up, and maybe Hal or I don't know, how in the world would you ever want Urban Pervin liar to be your coach at Michigan State. I, I can't figure it out. Well, I think I can explain it to you if, if you're interested. Okay, no, no. Listen, I know he's successful. I get it. I, I know sports, but this guy is a d bag. Why would you ever want this guy a part of your university? Because they many of the highest achieving football coaches are d bags, as you would say. Like, look at the one in yeah. Michigan right now. The one in Michigan yeah, is in, embroiled in scandal everywhere, and they're trying to extend okay. him. 
and that's what you want at our university? Well, Are I mean, there's a, well, me? Bob, there's an order of mag orders of magnitude to things. No, nobody wants to to bring Harbaugh's problems the guy, to their and school. The guy would be here for maybe two years before he claims he's going to have another, uh, you know, medical problem that he's had. Well, you know look, I mean? that's a Come that's on. a concern to consider, sure. But I think best case scenario, you would get five or six years out of Urban Meyer, and I think they know that. No, now, you wouldn't. Oh, there's best no case scenario, sure. That many years. Well, how how do you reckon? <laughs> it's a joke. Do you think Michigan State should yeah, consider Lance Leipold from Kansas? Here, you blow the whole thing up. We already have established they're going to lose every game. Going, they're going to be too intense. You blow it up. You go find somebody like Kansas did and make that program work. Wait, like Lance Leipold? Okay, like that's that. a good that's a good point. So you think Michigan? Like I'm asking, do you think he's a good candidate? Michigan State should consider Lance Leipold from Kansas. Sure, why not? He, well, he, you just said Urban Meyer wouldn't be here long enough. That guy's older. He's a year and a half older. <laughs> but he knows he knows how to do it. This, Urban, Urban Meyer, Meyer doesn't know how to build a program. He took over a three-win. Listen, Bob, he took, he, a, he took over a three-win really bowling green, and they won 11 university? games in two years. Like, you I really mean, want to bring him to our university? Well, I would, yes, because, really? yes. I've been clear. Look, no. my, Dr. J, help me out. Has my opinion on this changed it at all? It has not changed, no. I've said since the output, outset of this, my only interest, if I were hiring for the head football coach, is to get the best possible football coach. I don't care about anything else. Why should I? Michigan State gets dragged through the mud in the media no matter what they do. You might as well lean They're into it. They get dragged through the media if they hire this guy because they already the do! <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what it's I'm saying. I, no, I'm glad you said that. I've said this four or five times. If state hired Jesus Christ, the free press headline would be like, state's new football coach is good at coaching football, but his long hair and hippie lifestyle sends the wrong message. <laughs> it doesn't matter what state does. It doesn't, Bob. Like, I get, look, I'm not hating on you, you for not wanting Urban Meyer. I, I understand. I get it. Some people care about the character integrity part of it. The difference between you and me yeah, is I never thought that mattered. Though? What? That's supposed to be a big part of it. Character is it? And is it? Have you seen? Have you seen what happens in this sport? I'm saying it's supposed to be. Well, we okay, Bob. Doesn't make a lot here's, of difference. Here, my problem with that, Bob, is everyone says it's supposed to be. This thing hasn't been what everyone thinks it's supposed to be since the '70s. Once TV got involved, this no longer became something on the level as high school football. This is a multi-billion-dollar industry. The people running the yeah. show are no different than the people running the show at multi-billion dollar multinational corporations. They are scumbags. They are scum of the <laughs> earth. But the difference is some of the worst people in the world are some of the highest achievers. Yeah. Like No, I, I have, get that. And I get I get that most people that are that good at what they do are a-holes. Yes. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I get it. But that that doesn't mean you want to get them at your university. Well, tell me specifically, what's the what's the specific holdup with Urban Meyer you have? Like, be specific. Is it uh, the the dance floor incident with the woman a year or two ago? It doesn't, it doesn't help when you've just had your football coach fired for something he said over the phone, for God's sake. What was and that? You guys done it. Oh, Mel Tucker? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Urban Meyer. <laughs> Mel, Mel Tucker gets fired because he talked to somebody on the phone? 
and Urban Meyer has done it in person with somebody. Well, I hold mean, on. There's a difference. Spring, First of all, what spring, Urban Meyer did didn't result in any sort of complaint or certainly any kind of uh, investigation. So, like, oh. Urban Meyer letting some woman grind on him at his bar on the dance floor, I don't care about. That's and, between Urban Meyer and Shelly Meyer, and apparently they worked it okay. out. And the girl was a willing participant. Also, yeah. like, I just, I don't care. I don't care. You know how many of these coaches are divorced? I don't care about that. Jim Harbaugh has two DUIs. Do you think I give a damn? So like, so you'd like to have Urban Meyer come to the program, and and you think in one year it's going to turn it into a two from a two ten team to an eight and four team? I think if he's the coach <laughs> next year, we're you're talking bare minimum six wins with a chance at eight. Yes. Here's here's that's, that's what we want. Well. Really Again, Bob, I guess I misunderstood. I thought the point was to win football games. <laughs> no, the point is to have stability in a program to make sure it lasts for a while. Hey, what's better for a program than winning football games? Is it a coach that takes his church buddies in a van to, to Sunday school every need, Sunday? Hey, I don't, need a, I don't need a church guy. I don't need well, that. it sounds like it. You want, you want like no. the ultimate, like, in, nope. The, the, Not at all. The, the standard barrier of integrity. I'm just telling you, man, you Nick nope. Saban, dirt bag. <laughs> you know, like Lincoln Riley, dirt bag. Like, these are not good dudes. I could care less. I don't I don't want a guy I want to have a beer with. I want a guy that comes in and turns things around immediately, and he's done that at every single stop. He's a good football coach. I get it. I know. I know he is. Know now, it. hold on. Before you go, you, you said you, said, um, you want to – Something about the board of trustees, like how are they not all fired? Well, I can tell you, and this isn't just my reporting, a lot of people are reporting, the board of trustees isn't involved, thank God. And really, uh, it's well, Alan Haller has full full leash to hire whoever he wants. Apparently, the board has told him they're behind whoever he picks. Now, okay, who's pushing cool. Urban Meyer? Big money, that's who. Not just Matt Ishbia either, but I'm told a couple, at least, of the biggest of big money have made this a thing. Well, that's interesting that we have that big of money that seemingly are um, seemingly on the right page. I, I just don't I just don't see go get somebody else than this guy. He's just gonna it's gonna be bad if he's a good dealer coach here. It's just gonna be bad. Look, I don't I don't have a problem with you thinking that. Uh, that's up to you. I would just ask, who do you think is the perfect ideal hire then? I don't know. Like the, like the guy at Kansas. Somebody like him. Well, he's even older than like Urban that. Meyer. That's the problem. I'm not saying get him. I'm saying get somebody like him. Well, yeah, okay. That's I'm not saying get... Do. Don't he get Urban Meyer. Get someone back. half his age that costs half the money. Okay. Like, that's not easy to do. Why don't I just go pick the well, winning lottery ticket while I'm at it? Isn't that, isn't that why they hire these people, to, these committees to go out and find, or these hiring people? Go find somebody like that. That's what you pay them for. It's hard to do. Really hard to do. No. I'm so hard to do that 20 years ago, you know, 20 years ago now, Michigan State was in the same spot, and they wound up hiring John L. Smith. But Urban Meyer wanted this job then, and they said, nah, sorry, we're not even going to interview you. You're going to go with this guy at Louisville. He has a pretty cool offense, and the rest... <laughs> Unfortunately, it's history. Well, that's, All right, Bob. You know, that's Did he want to pick? Hey, yeah. Oh, you want to pick? Yeah, total combined points between State and Nebraska. Oh, boy. Uh, let's go uh, 37. Yeah, that's available, you isn't got it? got it. Okay, thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm all ears for different ideas, and I like arguing on the radio. I think it's good for uh, 
listenership and ratings. I'm all for it. You just like arguing. Yeah, not today, though. I don't have the energy I normally do ah. because of whatever's going on in my sinuses right mm -hmm. now. But look, there's been disconnect between me and a lot of people since this started. I, I thought this was about finding the best football coach. I thought so, too. And, and I understand Urban Meyer is only a five or six year thing at best. I get it. But I think those five or six years would be really good mm -hmm. and would set up for whoever the next hire is to have a chance to build something really special for a long run. Well, and he could handpick the next hire, too. Like, he's good at identifying talent. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance Urban Meyer comes here and might want Brian Hartline as, a, as his offensive coordinator. Beanie, why would Brian Hartline leave his alma mater for a lateral move? Because maybe Urban Meyer would let him call the plays here, something Ryan Day doesn't. Mm -hmm. And maybe he could be auditioning for the permanent job that he could get in five years as like a head coach in waiting gig. Mm -hmm. yeah, so there, there is an opportunity for that. Listen, man, here's what I wanted to get to. And we'll, we'll end with this, Dr. J. Okay. That new schedule came out yesterday. The Big Ten has released the conference schedule for next year, you know, with four new teams involved now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did you look at that? I haven't seen it yet, no. People need to look at that. Look at that and think about who you want the next coach to be. Specifically, listen to this four-game stretch. Starting in week five. This begins September 28th next year. Week five, home versus Ohio State. Week six, at Oregon. Week eight, versus Iowa. Week nine, at Michigan. Do I want a nice guy with a pristine resume who has a wonderful reputation in his community and his, as a local like church leader? Or do I want an SOB that can coach freaking football and can bring players in and can hang and has done it at literally every stop in his college coaching career. To me, no freaking brainer. See you Monday, four to six. Hope you all have a great weekend. Check out White Law PLC tailgate show tomorrow, 830 to 1030 on our sister stations on the Lansing Sports Network, 94.9 MMQ. And the big talker, 1240 JIM. Hope you have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe. Don't get sick like me. Maybe Urban Meyer. There'll be some developments on Monday. But until then, 4 to 6, be safe and be good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.